Okay, so today's episode, we are going to be talking about white glove design and remodeling for money. And today I have my sister, Jennifer Thomas, with me, and um, she is a wonderful agent that works on my team, and she also is very experienced in flipping and remodeling properties. And just here lately, we both have become quite busy with taking care of clients' properties. It's something that we've always done. So Jennifer, welcome. Hi. <laughs> Are you excited to do your first podcast with me? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, today we want to talk about remodeling for money. So why do people remodel? Let's talk about that. Um, so a, a lot of times um, people will remodel to sell or they'll remodel to live, you know, um, or they will remodel to make money, like flippers and investors, right? So first, let's talk about remodeling to live. So a lot of times people will buy houses with us and the floor plan may not work out or they need... The dated. Yeah, it's dated and they don't like the carpet or the paint or they are um, concerned about, you know, the countertops or the cabinets or maybe even a floor plan change, you know? And so a lot of times, you know, it's hard to find that perfect home, but with a few little tweaks, we can make it perfect for you, you know? Um, Or people will sometimes remodel when they have in-laws moving in, like... Mm -hmm. A lot of baby boomers are, you know, trying to figure out where, what do they want to do? And a lot of families are like, well, I want you home with us. I want you close to me. You know, I want, it's like a family, um, I guess, you, you know, just communal event. I don't know what you want to call it, but <laughs> so, you know, you want those grandparents close to you, you know? And so some people are remodeling suites. Um, Converting studies into guest bedrooms downstairs things like that yeah so um let's talk about like even builders you know there's a lot of builders that are offering um the next gen plans Mm -hmm. like at village builders and lennar where they have a whole entire suite on the first floor with a separate entrance um planned for the client you know Mm -hmm. and the families that are, you know, or multifamilies that are in this under the same roof to make it more comfortable for everybody, you know? Um, so, all right. Do you have clients right now that, um, are buying anything and that they are like, Hey, I, I like this house, but I don't know if it's going to work for us. Yes. All the time. Like what percentage of clients say that? 70%. 70? <laughs> I mean, I would say even higher than that, maybe even 80%. 80 because 80%, like maybe even 90, because there is really no perfect home. That's you know, true. like most people have to give up something when they're buying a home unless they build custom. Mm-hmm. Let me rephrase that. Probably 70, 75% of my clients, when they buy a home, they hire us to help them remodel it before they move in. So they'll close on the house and then we go in, fix it all so that they can move into their house how they want it. So, all right. So let's talk about your last project that you did. Okay. Not Ashford. The one before that. Ivy Parkway. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about that. So 
let's talk. So this client decided to buy a home, and it was a little dated, right? Yeah, it was a it was a beautiful home. The exterior was stately and gorgeous, and the inside it had really good bones. It had the floor plan that they needed, but it was uh, it was dated and and. We found out the house had been used as a corporate rental for a long time, and so it just had very basic features, um, and but a lot of potential. And we had looked at homes that have, had already been remodeled and new construction, and it just didn't have that same stately feeling when you pulled up to it as this one did and um, for, for that price. And so we negotiated a really good deal and then um, closed on it. She gave me 30 days to completely... Ooh, 30 <laughs> days. So you had 30 yeah. days to remodel the whole home or just parts? Um, we kept... We, we sectioned it into phases. And so we completed phase one before they moved in. And phase one was basically repainting the entire... Like every surface was repainted all the trim doors walls ceilings all of that was was repainted um we redid flooring on the first floor uh most of the first floor sorry and um also gave we opened up a wall between the kitchen and living room uh and then we built out a new wet bar area and then resurfaced all of the cabinets in the kitchen, um, removed some soffits, just made it fresh. Okay. So why did they resurface the cabinets and what do you mean by that? Uh, when I mean resurface, so they had the, the cabinets just had a dated look to them. The, the trim was more dated and they wanted the shaker cabinets. And so instead of gutting the entire cabinet because the actual cabinet bases were hardwood and beautiful and um so we just took off all of the doors the fronts of the doors and drawers and um we had our amazing carpenter carpenter build out new shaker cabinets and then had them had the whole entire thing repainted. And didn't you add a row of cabinets on top with the glass or something? Yeah, and so it had um, it was interesting because the the kitchen was very closed in feeling, and so what we did to make it feel more open, and it had these really tall ceilings, but you couldn't even tell because they had the old um, fur domes, or sometimes are referred to as soffits. We we removed those. It's just empty space for no reason, and we removed that whole entire upper uh, deck of soffit, and then built up a whole nother row. And of those are the worst. The soffits. Everyone knows these homes where they yeah. have a big chunk of sheetrock coming out of the ceiling, meeting the cabinets, and then you have these short little thirty-inch cabinets. <laughs> I've even seen twenty-eight-inch cabinets. <laughs> That are tiny and they're like for dollhouses. Like, how do we cabinet. even fit any any? <laughs> like, if you buy like full size dinner plates, you can't shut the door of the cabinet. That's how tiny they are. I don't know you what people used to eat on. They used to eat on snack plates or something yeah, yeah. or paper ones that fold. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so yeah, so I just wanted to kind of go over that. Yeah. A lot of people get confused about what does resurfacing cabinets mean? Um, and they can even come in. Our carpenter knows how to put in um, 
the soft closed cabinet doors and the oh, soft yeah, we closed did all that too. drawers. So updated it. And they look like they're brand new. And then you paint everything and you can't even tell the difference. It looks like a completely different brand new kitchen. Yeah. Update the hardware and then it has it looks like a brand new yeah. And it saves you a lot of money, you know, because you don't have to buy all new cabinets, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I just did a project in Pearland like that where we took a really tiny kitchen um, and we added we added on a pantry um, into the dining room. We, we blew out a wall in between the kitchen and dining room to open it all up. And then we added that pantry and then we changed out and refaced all of the front. So the cabinets with the shaker style, soft closed doors, and it looks amazing. And we popped on some new granite some tumbled stone backsplash and it looks like a brand new house, you know? Um, and then we repainted the whole house. We also did a stacked stone fireplace that had this really cool stone that has like this little sparkle in it. Um, yeah, it looks really good. And then we had our carpenter add a very gorgeous, um, mantle, like that thick wood look that you see on Pinterest everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like a weathered So if you want to reface your fireplace (laughs) and you're tired of that brick, we can do that too. It's easy. It's And it's not that expensive. A lot of people think it's like crazy expensive and it's not, you know, and it can completely change the look of your family room, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, What are some of the other things? Didn't you paint like a really cool updated color in the study? Yes. So the study had the original wood paneling all over the walls and then built-in cabinets. And it wasn't bad. So you could tell that they had some damage done to the walls uh, at some point. And so they tried to fix it and patch it and it just, the stain didn't look correct. So um, my client, she is adorable and um, younger and wanted a really cool, fun steady office vibe and didn't know exactly what she wanted, what color she wanted to do, but she knows she wanted a a pop of color. So I surprised her and just picked it. Ah, (laughs) She was like, she was like, just figure it out. As a designer (laughs) to like be able to just pick what you want and then, and then the client is scared, but then they're excited and then you reveal it. Yes. It's like the best. We had the reveal. She was out of town and she was like, you know, my style, just, I trust you, just do it. And I, I, I found a color and as soon as I saw it, I was like, yes, that's her. And then I bought all the paint gave it to the painter and then then I started freaking out a little bit because I was like, wait, <laughs> is this good or not? And what by the way, it's like, like a peacock blue. It's so like a beautiful. very like turquoise peacock blue, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Really cool color. Blue greenish. So, yeah. all right. So talking about that design trends, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I was reading something and it said that the design trends are moving towards navy yes next this in 2020 dark moody colors yeah jewel tones awesome you know so all right so if you're design if you're remodeling to live and and you know we're talking about remodeling for money mm-hmm. what things do people need to get to keep in mind Let, let's talk about what do they need to keep in mind when they're making selections so that they can make a return on their investment you know um, for example, your lady that you just did, you know, how much money do you think she'll be able to get 
uh, for a return on what she put into the home after she bought it. Oh, that house now, she could probably sell it for at least 50000 more than when she bought it. And that was like a month later. Yeah. It really does make a difference, you know? Um, let You know, we can talk about like what happens to listings or homes on the market that are dated, you know, and they will sit for a very long time. Mm-hmm. People won't want to put in that work because it seems like it is a lot of work. Um, and they may not have, or the they don't have the extra cash set extra aside cash, yeah. to do the work. They need it to be rolled into the loan, and mm-hmm. you know there are loan programs out there to do that. But you know maybe a lot of people aren't very aware of it, or they just don't want to go through that work. You know, yes. um, but the difference, I would say, like let's pretend we have a home that's the value is two seventy five, mm-hmm. and it's dated. You know, um, that seller may have to drop the price to two fifty just to sell it. Yeah. So they're at a loss of twenty five thousand dollars of market value if they would have let's let's say they updated their countertops in the kitchen. They could probably get that done if it's a medium sized kitchen for around four thousand mm-hmm. dollars, you know. And let's say they paint the house, mm-hmm. you know, a light or neutral, neutral color. color. That's another maybe two thousand dollars if you paint the whole house. Three thousand dollars if it's you know if it's a bigger house, Smaller it can house, be yeah. a little bit more. But let's talk about like just painting you know the main areas and yeah. stuff like that. So that's a total of what ten maybe ten thousand dollars you know, and then they could make a return of that extra fifteen thousand because people are going to be fighting over their house. Mm-hmm. You know, another easy update is light fixtures. Yep. And plumbing fixtures and door hardware. Um, you could update a whole house for a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars. You know, and of course we have trade accounts, so we can help you choose all of that. And that's one of our favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. But if if you think about it, you can literally take ten thousand dollars and update your countertops, update your paint, and update your fixtures. You know, and that would make a difference to where you would get 100% return for sure and know that people will fight over your home and you'll get it sold fast. Yes. You know? Um, I blame HGTV. HGTV, <laughs> you know, I uh, know. And and here's the thing. Like, people are looking for that modern, updated look, you know? And I feel like modern has taken on a new, new look, you mm-hmm. know? And I was looking at this, or I don't know what I was watching, but they were... They were talking about how design has changed over the years, you know, and then the 70s, they had the 70s look, 80s had a whole decade for the 80s look, you know, and 90s had a whole time period. And now that we have the Internet and we have Pinterest and we have all these websites and we have HGTV, people don't have to wait around to look for the latest design trends for when their monthly magazine comes out mm-hmm. and actually look at it, they can actually see new trends immediately. And so trends are changing so fast mm-hmm. compared to 20, 30, 40 years ago. I agree. You know, and so now it's kind of interesting because a lot of designs are actually mixing with each other where you can see you'll see farmhouse and traditional mixed together Mm. or you'll see modern um, selections of tiles like 
a woodlook tile, you know, with those clean lines, but then you'll see traditional mixed in with that, Yeah, you know? And so it's kind of cool because a lot of people can have a lot of fun with things. Um, What would you say is the biggest mistake people make when they are picking selections and colors and paints and tiles? Well, I always tell my clients when they're redesigning their space, even if they're designing it for themselves, always think about um, what on the on the major things, the the really expensive things I would say are going to be your flooring and like not necessarily countertops, but if you're picking out a nice marble or a nice uh, quartzite or something like that, pick something that is a little more timeless so that you can change your trends quickly with accessories or paint instead of spending a ton of money on kind of like a trendy thing on flooring right now and then in a year from now people are like uh why did you why did I pick this <laughs> tile yeah man that was so yeah. 2019 I mean I've seen homes that are built in the 90s and a lot of the stuff that they have in those homes like the brass fixtures and the the um the um herringbone pattern is very popular now and the chevron pa- pattern was very popular back then you could see it in the bricks in the 50s and 60s those old yes. old houses had herringbone patterns in the brick uh-huh. in the elevations and so now and on the fireplaces and now it's coming back you know but it's you know to update that look you want to maybe freshen it up and stuff like that and you can do some easy stuff like a lime wash that you did on your recent remodel that was fun um where you just paint on like a wash and it brightens up the brick Mm -hmm. you know um but i would say one of the biggest mistakes that people make is they choose the wrong tones to go with each other so it's very easy to do Uh um you know when you're picking paint it's so hard because you can't tell in the little swatch I've made the mistake before where I, I thought it was a light yellow and it's just the brightest blaring yellow ever. Yellow is very difficult. Yellow is so hard. And then also choosing like if you love marble, just know that marble has gray undertones. So you can't you can't pick well, like different. beige or brown right. tiles to go with marble. That doesn't go together. It it doesn't match, you know? Like yeah. and any natural stone, you can't assume that it's going to be a certain tone because it varies every piece is different yeah and you may have very strong streaks of gray you may pick up even when i'm at the flooring stores and i'm trying to choose you know uh, a backsplash or something you can't even assume that buying the buying different pieces of marble to put together it's gonna look good together because some are way more dark like gray tone and some have like gold streaks in it mm-hmm. and some are just a lot uh whiter than the other ones and so you really have to have all your things together in the same place to make sure that it complements each other yeah I agree and you know that's something that that somehow we're very gifted at mm-hmm. <laughs> we haven't had formal training on designing art runs in our families so. you're very artistic you did go to, did to go school, to school. But I did not. I actually worked for a home builder, but I would help people make all their selections mm, yeah. um, 
for their homes, and I saw all the mistakes, Mm -hmm. and I saw what not to do. I also saw what looked amazing together, and I just developed that style to where and that eye where I know what's going to look good together before it's even in. Right. You know, and then um, you know a lot. Another big mistake that people make is they will only partially update stuff. Mm -hmm. Like they'll. They'll update Especially their fix their hardware, for example, in the kitchen, but then mm-hmm. they'll keep it on a, a dated cabinet with like, you know, or they'll, oak they'll or, do their, their kitchen hardware and then you walk in the bathroom and it's still nineteen eighty. The hardware. shell sink. <laughs> they'll yeah. they'll have a beautiful hardware and they'll and they'll have like a beautiful, gorgeous plumbing fixture with a, a with a cultured marble shell sink. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, why didn't you go all the way? You know, like especially when you're remodeling to sell. Um, yeah. people notice those things really quickly when you walk in and and if you're if you're marketing it as a remodeled home or an updated home and then you walk in the kitchen's done but then nothing else is done then you're like what else did they not update or exactly or it just doesn't what happens is the value that you put into the update is washed because it's not updated completely Mm -hmm. so people are still going to lowball because they're going to be like well we still have to fix the bathroom countertops right you know and they don't know how much countertops cost and so they think it's going to be then they're going to think it's going to five thousand dollars yeah and and then you just lost value you could have sold your home for more you know, just by spending an extra $500 on a bathroom vanity. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of brings up the topic of remodeling to sell, right? Mm -hmm. So remodeling to sell, let's talk about some tips for that. Like what is, what are the best things to do? You know, um, I would first of all recommend if you don't have granite countertops or stone countertops that you really need to consider updating those because they really do help homes sell faster. I've had situations where we listed a home and we tried it, you know, and and nobody would even look at it, even in a seller's market. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it has laminate countertops, Formica. And and then finally they realized after about 30, 45 days on the market, you know what? I do want to update my countertops. (laughs) I just need to sell my house. And so we ended up changing it out and then we get an offer right away. You know, another listing that I can think of off the top of my head, it's a gorgeous house. It was a large one-story floor plan in a popular neighborhood, and it had um, four bedrooms plus both formals plus a family room. And then in the master, um, it had a smaller closet, and then behind the master, it had this other office area. So it kind of had like two office spaces or two flex rooms, and then they had a small walk-through laundry room. Um, and so everybody about. was like, <laughs> oh, the floor plan doesn't work. The floor plan is too big. Too, it doesn't work for us. It doesn't work for us. So finally, I was like, you know what? Let's, let's just make a little tweak here. And so we took that room off of the master closet and we opened, we moved the wall back to take half up half of that extra room to make a huge walk-in master closet. And then we took the other half of the room and made it a big, huge walk-in laundry room. And with, you know, and then the pass-through laundry room became a mud room. Mm-hmm. So now they had a mud room, a huge master closet, and, and a, a huge walk-in laundry, laundry room. Yeah. And then now all of a sudden we eliminated that extra flex room that nobody needed. And, knew what to and do we, with. we made three spaces that people love. 
And we listed it back on the market. And as soon as people saw it, they, it was sold immediately, mm-hmm. you know? So sometimes making little tweaks like that will actually help yourself help you sell your home at all, you know, like otherwise it could sit on the market for ages, you know, um, or not sell or you have to dump the price so much that you don't even get, get a return on your investment, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, sometimes tweaking your floor plan can, can bring you great returns to maximizing the space in general. And it's hard for most people to walk in a house and especially if it's not, if, if it's vacant and there's nothing in it, they can't see what the space is intended for. And then they have a difficult time mentally moving themselves in. And so they just pass on it. And then the, those are the people that end up buying a house that's staged really well or mm-hmm. something like that. So just maximizing the space and directing people on how to use that space when you're going to sell it so that when buyers come in they know exactly what it's intended for and then they're like oh wow I never thought of using the space for that yeah or whatever well defining spaces is very important for people um I learned that especially when I work for the home builder and you're trying to sell a frame Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we're walking through a framed house and there's no other models to show you know and you really have to define each room for people and explain to them hey this is what you would use this room for this is what you would where you would place your furniture you know and all of that so it kind of makes it easier for people to picture themselves living there, you know? Um, Okay. So what's another tip for um, remodeling to sell? Mm. What else would you do? I definitely think uh, everybody needs to paint no matter what, Mm -hmm. because even if you picked a neutral color, it, gets dingy over time and you don't notice it because you're around it all day long and your stuff's there and you just walk by it. My biggest pet peeves is um, when your trim work and around your doors are dirty. Yes. And light switches. Yes. Clean that stuff up. Because people walk in and and because they're taking it all in, they're the ones that are like, this looks interesting you can tell that other people well, it just makes you feel it. like the whole house is dirty but it's yeah. not it's not it, you know Clorox wipe five seconds yeah yeah <laughs> um another tip if you're changing your backsplash to marble mm-hmm. don't forget to change out your outlets to white yeah because if yes. you have off-white electrical outlets Beige. they're gonna look yellow yeah. on the backsplash <laughs> <laughs> that's a good tip and also make sure that if you are updating backsplash, that it matches your countertop properly. Yeah. So never pick your backsplash until you pick your countertop first. Yes. Pick your countertop, and then you match the backsplash to the actual slab. Yes. You take it to the, you get a sample, and you bring it to the the yard, and you hold it up to it in the sun, and you're like, okay, this, this matches. matches. That's how you do it. I've walked into many a home, and I'm like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Dang it. What what trend do you see that is like definitely out? Definitely out. I think uh, I I think that the black granite countertops they had their time in early two thousands, right? Two thousand six. Mm-hmm. I had a house that had it 
a new construction home? I don't know, because I, I think that's kind of like a classic thing, though. You do? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are going light now, you know, with light marbles and quartz and and I guess let um, me rephrase granites. that. I think, I think there's a specific one. But you have to, yeah, I know which one you're Ubatuba. talking about. <laughs> no, that one's still Or the good. green, the butterfly one. Whatever, yeah, Ubatuba has, has the green and gold flex yeah. in it. Well, I own a home that has that. I know, I did too, and I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> well, actually, it's but, interesting. That house that I helped uh, remodel. Mm-hmm. We we got to the end of the budget, and she was like, you know, I think I'm, I'm going to have to keep the countertops for now. And so what we did, and she wanted she wanted white cabinets, and so I sold her on doing white upper cabinets, and then we painted the bottom black mm-hmm. because then the so black then it cabinets didn't look so black it and didn't, white. It didn't look like the '90s, early 2000s look. It looked like yeah. very chic. I think they call it a tuxedo kitchen or whatever, mm-hmm. but it it ended up pulling it together really nicely and it was fine. But um, yeah, but I do. I think tile, like as far as tiles go, you know, twelve inch tiles have got to go. Like nobody squares. Nobody likes twelve inch tiles 12 anymore. Inch That's out. like completely dated for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like there's not no look anywhere where I can use a twelve inch tile. It's true. Even if you do a hopscotch pattern. Or or a Whatever. brick joint pattern or diamond pattern, it's just dated anyways. Mm-hmm. So you've got to choose a larger tile for sure. Um, Even the wood look tiles are totally in. Hardly ever gonna mistake if you pick one of those. Okay, hardly let's ever. talk about wood tiles. But let's talk about colors. <laughs> colors. Colors. Yes, this is very important. Very important. So is so is the grout. And yes. how you lay the wood tiles. Yes. I Minimum joint. Sixteenth of an inch. The smallest one. That is sixteenth. The smallest <laughs> joint possible. Fat grout lines are out. They're dirty. They hold food and dirt, and they it's gross. It's gross. <laughs> I think the intention of having wood look tile is to make it look like you have a wood floor, mm-hmm. right? But... It doesn't scratch, and if you have dogs and kids, they can <laughs> then. Okay. Um, but what but, I but my the colors though. So like you know how they have those fake wood like it's fake wood look right because it's on tile, mm-hmm. but they paint on like a very definite <laughs> wood grain. Wood grain. <laughs> don't do those. I also don't agree with um, wood looking tile, and they're they're trying to get like a cherry wood. Yeah, the cherry Look, woods don't go. It never good. looks correct or mm-mm, real. Mm-mm. I think if you're gonna do a wood look tile, they have some really good ones in the like whitewash. All the, the lines, gray. the grays, um, the darks are good too. Super, super dark ones. The darks are fine. Chocolate colors. Uh-huh. Stay away from the orange colors. Oh god, the orange. Oranges, Even if it's on sale, orange is out. Don't do it. No orange tiles ever. Orange was never in. Let's be ever. <laughs> <laughs> or just bad. No, don't do the orange. And then, um, yeah, I, that that would be my biggest tip as far as choosing colors. No orange. No orange. No. And, and where you buy the tiles from is important because there's. I'm not knocking any like big chain stores because I have bought tiles from like Home Depot or wherever. But know that Home there's a difference. Depot. Okay, though. so let's talk about Home Depot tiles. Okay. I have a client that chose Home Depot tiles. Okay. And when we laid the tile in the shower, 
it it showed the barcode on the edge of the tiles. <laughs> so like that's no good, right? Like you and how do you cover up barcode? How was it showing on that very edge? It's on or? the edge because it's not all the way. The tile isn't painted on the edges. Oh, it's so showing it's like it? like the inside baked clay oh, no. with a barcode imprinted, and they're like, oh no! And I've never even had this problem before because I've never had anyone choose Home Depot tile before. Yeah, and I didn't even know that would that would be an issue. And then all of a sudden, we have barcodes mm-hmm. on the edges because when you lay like the ledge of the shower, you know, you have to cut the tile, and then the edge shows in the shower, <laughs> and then you have to like you have the edge on the when you walk in, and there's like barcodes. And so I well, have to have case, I, my tile guy come back and like paint grout well, all down the edges. Or if you know that that's... I don't know what else to do about it. going to happen. You could get the metal trim to go on the edge. Yeah, But it's too that. late now, probably. Well, it's going to have to be redone. Yeah. They have to take out that last one. Handyman, come on um, out. <laughs> or just paint regular. We're going to fix it. But it's... Don't... I mean... Think about that though too. When you're choosing that 79 cent tile from Home Depot, another you know, thing is it's that not it's, really the best quality. Well, they crack easier. Yeah. And if you drop something, if you're doing it on a floor, and let's say you drop a plate or a cup or something, and it and it nicks the tile, chances are the inside. I mean the 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 print of the wood or whatever tile it is is very very thin, and so then you see this completely other color of ceramic on the inside. Yeah, it's a to- it's completely different color like because orange. it's painted on tile. Yeah. Like the actual look of it and you you want the tiles that are are all the way through mm-hmm. the same thing. You know. Same tone at least. Uh-huh. <laughs> and no barcodes on the edges. No <laughs> well, even like floor <laughs> But I love like marble. My thing is marble. I love marble. I don't think anyone can ever go wrong with stone. Natural products are going to stay in forever. It's a classic forever. I see old houses with the marble. It's back. It's still beautiful. It's still beautiful. The color, however, is is don't do orange. Do you know, no orange, orange marble. Like if you choose the right colors and and the nice neutrals, they'll stay in forever. Yes. You know, so um, <laughs> that way we can um, make sure that you are going to have an investment in your property that's going to last for a lifetime. Yes. you know. So no orange marble at all. Um, I've even seen green marbles. No, you want to stick to the neutrals. And unfortunately, I think that um, this would be another probably a design mistake. Uh, I've I've shown million dollar homes before, and the people chose the most unique and most expensive piece of marble or something imported from Italy and it was like $20,000 but they're the only people that like it like ever yeah that's that's what we see in in million dollar houses all the time and it's just so so much unique taste and I don't know what designers are using because they just probably don't and they they just go with their gut (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and don't ask for help. Yeah, but that's not going to give you a return on your investment. Right. It's always important to get a professional opinion. Anytime you're doing anything very unique, you have to understand that there's not going to you're going to reduce the buyer pool. Anything over $2,000, ask just first. <laughs> you know what? Just always ask. Always ask. You know, just we can consult. Case. We can consult yep. for an hourly fee. And then if you want have contractors, if you want to do the work yourself, mm-hmm. but you want help with color choices, it would be our pleasure yep. to come help you do that. 
because you, you know, if we go to sell your home later, we want to make sure that you get a big, good return on your investment to where your home is going to sell quickly. People are going to think it looks attractive and it, and it is holding its value. And especially in our market in Houston, you know, we had Harvey hit. And so there's a lot of homes on the market that are all updated completely, you know, and the, so now it's kind of spoiled our market because they're expecting that updated look in mm-hmm. all the homes when really, if you think about it, the dated homes are the best homes because yeah. they did not flood. Yeah. And they have they're you know, you, you have lower flood insurance. Um, you don't have to worry about whether they remodeled the home properly yeah. and there's mold stuck in the walls or whatever else, you know? And so actually when I see a dated home, like I will buy it in a heartbeat Challenge and then fix it to what I want, you know? Um, <laughs> so keep that in mind when you're looking at houses. <laughs> dated homes are good homes. Yeah. They have good bones. They're still there for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They've settled in nicely. All right. So... Okay, so so did you did you um, you're remodeling a home right now? Yes. For an investment. Yes. So let's talk about remodeling for investments. Okay. Um, you know, obviously we we get deals from from our contacts, you know, mm-hmm. and we get them for an a, a investor price mm-hmm. where you can go ahead and spend a lot of money to fix up the property, and then sell it for a retail. Mm-hmm. Um, so what things have you come across when you're remodeling for investment? Um, like, yeah. like, let's just talk about like one, one or two things to watch out for. Okay. Real quick. Um, I would say things that can surprise you and are, get expensive really quickly is electrical if it's an older home. Yeah, if it's aluminum wiring, that is, it's very expensive fun. to fix it. Yes. Um, how much was it a- around, like, to Price? do your whole house? Oh, we have we probably put in sixty five thousand. So you've spent sixty five thousand dollars to fix up this house. Yeah. You repainted everything. You did all the floors. You well, lime washed the brick. We we did the foundation. Was. Fix the foundation, fix the roof. New roof, new electric panel. I mean, this work, this house needed a lot of work. It needed a lot. I get really, I get sad whenever there's, you know, when you walk in a house and it just looks depressed. Yeah, I know, me too. And we need to fix it. You need to make it feel better. We're the house healers. (laughs) House healers. House therapists. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I... Those are my favorite ones, the ones that have been really neglected, and then seeing the transformation from before and then after. Um, the house had uh, had fleas in it. That was fun getting rid of those. Cool. Lots of bombs gross. happening. <laughs> you feel dirty every time you walk in. Okay, but let's talk about like what what other tips. So watch out for electrical. Watch out for electrical. Foundation for sure. Obvi- that's super obvious when you walk into a house if it has foundation issues. And then, what profit do you think you're going to make on this remodel <laughs> after you sell it? After we sell it, we are hoping to clear. Uh, with, like, if we sell top dollar, we'll probably clear about sixty. Wow! So you spent sixty five, and you're going to make sixty. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. But you knew what to do. Yes. And you got it for the best price. 
And having having good uh, helpers is very yeah. key. Well, you know, and also when you're hiring your remodeling company, you want to make sure that they're legitimate and that they are honest and that they're actually going to provide good quality work. Yeah. Um, that's the thing about our contractors. We've built very great close relationships with them because we keep them so busy over the years that um, they trust us. We trust them. There's a mutual respect because, I mean, they're doing hard work. And and we pay them on time. And so they, we don't have to really handhold a whole lot with our contractors. They know what what we're going to say about it. So they make it right the first time. They know we would make them fix it. They know we're going to make them tear it out and redo it. So (laughs) they just fix it the right time. First time. Correct. Um, and so, yeah, so, so let's talk about that one horror story you had real quick and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, are you talking about? Yeah. So, yeah. So here's, here's one, one big red flag to look out for. So I, it was actually a neighbor of mine, um, after Harvey, uh, his house flooded and there was a general contractor going through all the neighborhoods and passing out business cards, basically in a canoe, like just really hunting, hunting yeah. down the business. He was on top of it. Yeah. And, um, I was approached by the same person and I was like, well, you know, do you have a quote for me? And give he, me a quote. He wouldn't give, he wouldn't give me a quote. He wouldn't, he wouldn't, he said, oh, well, we're just, what we're doing is we're just, uh, you know, adding it all up and, and then um, tearing everything out and then we'll give you an estimate. And I'm like, nobody's stepping foot in my house. Like they, <laughs> what they were doing was trying to do the whole bait and switch where they get started on the pro- as many Super projects fast. as possible, get as much cash as they can, and then they didn't finish anything. Right. And so their tactic was to get in and, and the people were like, oh, well, they're starting already. So I have to pay them some money and so the the person I'm referring to he gave them a lump sum of two hundred thousand dollars to fix his entire house mm-hmm. and uh and he had our That's I mean they crazy. started they gutted it they started working on it you know and and they I don't I didn't walk into the house I don't know what all they finished but all I know is that they never they got to a certain point, and they got too busy, and then they disappeared, and then they so never he, came back. And now he has a home that's not finished, and he, he's out $200,000, and he didn't have any paperwork. They didn't have any paperwork, which is so Who does that? Silly. Give away $200,000, but the kicker is- Why did he do that? Because his friend- trusted them because he came very recommended from By his friend. friend. So even if somebody recommends somebody- I'm not saying that you may have like a bad friend, but you never know if they're getting kickbacks and that's why they're well, referring or or they may have been, you know, they had a they had a good experience, but that doesn't mean everybody is, you know. It's just strange how that happened though. And, you know, I even heard of a story um in in League City where contractors were going around getting contracts signed and getting deposits and then they would never get disappear. started and they would disappear. Yeah. So you got to make sure that you're dealing with a reputable company first of all. Make sure everything's in writing. Yep. Reputable companies will also usually take deposits and then take like we take 50% up front mm-hmm. and then as we progress and and we're using the funds for the work and you see the work getting done we request the other 50% yeah. so that we can finish it out. Um, and we don't pay our contractors until the work is 
all the way acceptable and finished so that the in case they need to come yeah. back, it's easy for us to get the traits to come back because they, they want their money, you know? <laughs> but that's something that you don't have to deal with as a consumer, yeah. you know? Because it, it's a, it is kind of hard to look a contractor in the eye and be like, I know that you just spent the whole day fixing this brick wall, but it's crooked and you need to redo it. I actually had to do that. I know. I remember. That's why I brought it up. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, or, or tell them to rip down a whole wall of tile because it's off, you know, and we just know what looks good. We know what's good quality and, you know, we don't accept less, you know, um, we're just not going to do it, you know? And so, I like to make sure that I have my eye on the project the before we pay anyone to make sure, you know, because I've even had situations where a client signed off the approval. I paid the contractor and then the wife got home and she's like, oh, my God, there's holes in the ground everywhere and barcodes on the edges, you know, yeah. and my I would have never accepted that. <laughs> but the husband doesn't pay attention. Yeah. So you need a really good critiqued. I, you know, somebody that's going to like make sure, yeah, this is it. This is good quality and it's finished. And I do think it's important to, for me, when I start a job, I go, I'm, I'm there in the beginning, uh, to make sure that I understand my client, my client's wish list and needs off the bat and kind of what they're expecting from it. Mm -hmm. And even if it's, if they can't even describe it as like a, a vibe or a feeling that they want to get. And mm-hmm. that's really hard to translate. Like if they were to go themselves and, and hire like a floor guy, he may not understand what that means no, for and the whole look. I've even found you know? that, you know, the communication needs to be super clear mm-hmm. with your contractors to make sure they understand exactly what you want. You know, yeah. um, you may have a look in mind and then you tell them and you think they know what you said and then you come back and it's tiled completely yeah. wrong. Yeah. You know, and I think, oh, let me just bring up, there's another big pet peeve of mine with the herringbone pattern and chevron pattern. Okay. It's, it's, okay, you walk into a room, right? The main entrance of the room. Mm -hmm. Which way should the arrows go? Should it go zigzag vertical or horizontal? You should be, like, if you're walking into a room, the points should be facing forward or towards you like i think sideways this is it the the it needs to be centered as the arrow in the middle of the doorway yes and that's the proper way to lay a tile i mean chevron or herringbone if you don't it's gonna look like you're walking into a charlie brown sweater yes (laughs) yeah that's weird i think anyway i think that and and um communication being very clear and i always whenever Whenever there's a new job, like either painting, tile, whatever, even if I went over it with him Friday and he's starting on Monday, I'm going to be back there on Monday. When they start. When they start. I actually lay the tiles out. Yeah. And I make sure as they're laying it initially that it's correct because once you start it's it's yeah. easy to correct in the very beginning but it's not easy after the entire thing's laid mm-hmm. and they're gonna get so mad if they thought that you said this way and then you get there and you're like actually no I meant yeah. an inch to the right can you tear up the yeah and it's part? very particular like you need to lay it you correct you anyways all right we're gonna do another we're gonna do another one of these because there's so many things to talk about and so many tips we don't want to keep you too long this time but it was fun chatting jennifer oh yes it was all right (laughs) so if anyone has any questions 
about remodeling their home to sell or to live or to make money, which hopefully you'll make money in the end when you sell later, mm-hmm. feel free to call us at White Glove Design. We are available for consulting. We are available for project management. Mm-hmm. We are available for designing. Yes. All three of those things. And we're also available to help you sell it later and make a lot of money. <laughs> or buy it. At White Glove Realty. So thanks for listening. We hope that you guys got some great tips today. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks for joining us, Jennifer. Bye.